Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies Thursday Night Throwdown. Damn, I am messing myself up these days because I cannot get my days right. Nothing. But I'm here uh, solo dolo on the mothership tonight live here on Facebook on the Sideline Junkies colon podcast page. Also right here on in Sideline Junkies 24-7 group and on YouTube. So uh I hope everybody's enjoying their Thursday. Um not a not a big problem. We 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 running it. Uh gonna get it started. Ain't gonna be here long. We're gonna be here for a good time. But we ain't here for a long time. Let's just let that be known. So uh uh man of course I can't get it right. Uh okay. Moving right along. It'll it'll, it'll fix itself. But um, first and foremost, we're going to start talking about this big event coming this week, and that's the Naismith Hall of Fame. So we got Patrick Bowman, t- class of 2020. We got two classes going in uh, and, one, and one induction. So class of 2020, uh, Patrick Bowman, Tamika Ketchens, Timmy, Tim Duncan, uh, the big ticket, Kevin Garnett. Kim Mulkey, uh, Barbara Stevens, Eddie Sutton, Rudy Tom Donovich, and of course, Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant will be inducted by none other than his idol, uh, Michael Jordan. And that's going to be a uh, emotional time. I'm just going to let everybody know that. Everybody knows it's going to be emotional. It'll be on ESPN on Saturday. Uh, the 2020 awards recipients uh, Mike Breen won the Kurt Gowdy Electric Media Award. Michael Wilbon, DC's. We claim him. Chicago can't have Michael Wilbon. We're claiming Michael Wilbon because uh, he's been a staple of DC from PTI to the Washington Post to anything. That's the the the, the guy, and that that's my guy. I'm a big Wilbon fan, big Kornheiser fan. Uh, he won Kurt Gowdy Print Media Award. Um, inside the NBA slash Turner Broadcasting won the Kurt Gowdy uh, Transformative Media Award. Jim Gray won the Media Insight Award. Bill Russell, Manny Jackson Award, and George Raveling and Wayne Embry also won the same award. George Raveling, another connection to D.C., uh, former USC head coach out, uh, actually co- was uh, going to be the coach of Hank Gellers and Bo Kimball before they left and went to Loyola Marymount. But, uh, Good friend of our inspiration, John Thompson. John Thompson, I'm getting tongue tied here. Um, so you know it's gonna be 2020, beautiful class. Uh, you got everybody coming in there, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm ready to see all of the ceremony because you know. You got Tamika Catchings. And if you don't know anything about the WNBA, you don't know who Tamika Catchings is and uh, how she changed the game. She was a, she was vicious at Tennessee. She was vicious in the WNBA. And then on top of that, she was deaf and balled out. So that's one thing I, I, I always say about her. And she she's one of my favorites. So, uh, 
moving to the class of 2021, of course I lost it. Oh man, where is it at? Of course I lost class of 2021. Ugh. That's my fault. Trying to be prepared. Um it's giving me the the the, the business is. Of course it's gonna act wonky. But uh we got a we got the class of 2021. I can't find it because now my computer stole. So great. Um, but this is also came out today, sticking with basketball in general, the Kareem Abdul Jabbar Social Justice Award. And the NBA created this award and they named it after a social justice warrior that is Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And uh the winner of this award. We'll get the, the trophy and then $100,000 to no, donate it. The winner of the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion honor will select an organization to receive a $100,000 contribution on his behalf. The other four finalists will select an organization to receive $25,000 contribution. So that's $200,000 that's going to go to charity. Ain't nothing like it, man. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Um... Cap said, in addition to being, well, he's, it says, in addition to being one of our greatest players, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has devoted much of his life to advocating for equality and justice. That's coming from Adam Silver. Uh, with this new award, we are proud to recognize and celebrate NBA players who are using their influence to make an impact on their communities and our broader society. So that is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and if you don't know about Cap, uh, he holds the league record for season MVP awards with six all-star selections with 19 career points, 38,387 all done during his 20 years in the NBA. And don't forget the six championships. So, uh, J Cole, my man, one of my, 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 my favorite, uh, rappers, him and Kendrick Lamar is, Going pro. Uh, he signed a deal with uh, Basketball Africa for the Rwanda Patriots. Um, this is the thing, though. And this is crazy. A lot of people say, well, uh, why is he turning pro and yada, yada, yada. yada. I don't want to hear all that. J. Cole can actually ball. He was a high school baller, but he can actually ball. He's got game. Uh, if you watch, if you follow uh, Chris Brickley on um, Instagram, you'll see all the stars uh, come up there. J. Cole can ball. Justin Bieber can ball. Uh, who else? It's a lot of a lot of rappers that come up there. A lot of rappers, singers. Of course, Adam Sandler can ball. But these guys come up there and they 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 ball up there with him, and they go all out. Uh, I, I would love to see this. I would love to, for them to put this on TV, but it's a way for the league to get a um a leg up, let's say. Uh, and this is what Slam had to say: uh, Rappers want to be pro athletes, and pro athletes want to be rappers. At, at least that's not how the future. At least that's how the familiar mantra goes. I am all sorts of messed up tonight. But it's okay. We're going to push through. 
uh, on Monday, the Adders had a chance for manifestation once again. Uh, rap star J. Cole signed the contract with the newly formed Basketball Africa League. Cole will play three to six games for the Rwanda Patriots with the first contest set for Sunday against Nigeria. Uh, Cole's whose songs and projects feature prominent references to sports and his own athletic ability is listed as 6'2". He starred for Sanford High School in North Carolina and was briefly a walk-on at St. John's University before turning his attention to his music career. So he has a, back, a, a background in basketball. And, you know, when the uh, All-Star game was in Carolina, you know, he came out there. He just missed that dunk. But he can do it. He can do it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to see him be successful. Uh, maybe just maybe he can uh turn this into maybe a big three run. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a run in the NBA because it is guys that have been in the game longer than him that 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 are in line. So, but maybe he can turn into something else. But don't forget, J Cole got a new album coming out 12 a.m. March 14th. So keep your eyes open for that. He's already dropped a. A single interlude last week. Oh, oh, fire, fire. Then uh, he got the uh, L.A. Leakers freestyle. Don't get me started on J. Cole, because I think he is one of the best artists in the game right now. He's better than a lot of other rappers that everybody puts ahead, you know, saying, oh, they the greatest, they the GOAT. Or, you know, things like that. He's way better than that. So, uh, switching gears. Uh, like I said, we're not going to be here a long time, but we're going to be here for a good time. We're going to football. Teddy Bridgewater, very critical of the Carolina Panthers after he was traded to the Denver Broncos. Um, now, this is coming from ESPN. Uh, former Carolina quarterback Teddy Bridgewater on Wednesday questioned how the Panthers practice in two critical areas that played a part in the organization moving on from him after the first year of a three-year contract. This is what Bridgewater had to say. I'll just say this. For Joe Brady, for Joe Brady's growth, they'll have to practice different things in different ways. Uh, he said that on uh all Things Covered, which is a CBS Sports podcast of Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. One of the things we didn't do much of when I was there, we didn't practice two-minute drills. We didn't practice red zone. We didn't practice on Fridays. Uh, but you walked through the red zone stuff, and then Saturday you came out and practiced red zone, but you only got 15 live reps. Well, Carolina's schedule was different last year under first coach Matt Rule and a Friday and in that Friday was a walkthrough instead of a full practice and Saturday was a full practice. McFadden noted that many teams devote an entire day of practice to red zone and two minute drills. That's what I've always thought. Uh speaking later, Wednesday Rule said he was happy at how his team handles the build up the games. We have a process we have a practice schedule, he said. I think we're pretty organized. We try to address all situations. I'm not going to delve into specifics about our process. I feel really good about the way we practice. 
a lot of people say, you know, why would Teddy have to say that on the way out? You know, why didn't you say that when you were there? But uh, I, you can't you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But the way offensive coordinators decide that they want to prepare for games, that's the way they they, they probably prepared their whole entire uh, coaching career. It works some places, some places it doesn't. This is one of the places that it didn't work. So Teddy being a, a, a veteran, I think he could have pulled the old coordinator to the side and said, hey, can we get a little bit more here? You know, you can speak up. It's respectful ways to say things, to get things done. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, he couldn't have said nothing because, you know, he could lose his job. But you have to speak up. If you are you feel you're not grasping something, you have to speak up. And last year was a trying time for everybody in the NFL. Some teams more than others. So I just I get what he's saying. I get what Bridgewater is saying. Yeah, if they don't practice right. They didn't prepare. I get it. But why didn't you say anything when you were there? It doesn't matter now. You're in Denver. Denver's got a whole new way to practice. They they practice totally different. So I don't understand why he waited so long to say something. But, hey, uh, sticking with football. <laughs> the Bears released a message. Ooh, boy. Uh, wide receivers coach Mike Fury was blunt on Wednesday. And he pretty much let uh, – let wide receiver Anthony Miller, fourth year wide receiver. Uh, they've been trying to trade this guy. Can't find nobody to trade him. Um, got that on it. Pop up. Uh, but he said it's not going to be a need base. You know, we don't need you. We got guys that are able to be able to produce. You better be a pro. You better be on your details. You better do what we're asking you to do. It's basically what he said to Anthony Miller. Now, Anthony Miller fell out of favor in 2020 and ended and ending in the season in a Bears playoff loss with an ejection. And he drew criticism from team chairman George McCaskey. And it's surprising that he's still on the on the uh the roster. And but here's the flip side. Now the, the, the tagline is is the Bears told Miller that we don't need you. But his down in the body of the article on NBC Sports Chicago it says Anthony's been in all our meetings. He's been doing a great job. We haven't skipped a beat at all. So you know he's doing his job. This is what the wide receivers coach said. He's growing up. He's maturing. He's understanding all the things that we've talked about really for the last couple of years. So basically he has a maturity issue is what they're saying. And basically, we don't need you. It's just a way to tell him to grow the fuck up. I like the thing is, you say you can say that to anybody at any walk of life. When you're a supervisor, a manager, you know, anybody's expendable. Anybody's replaceable. He putting on a good face. Hey, well, yeah, I, I believe it. He is putting on a good face. If you want to keep your job and keep the the the, the money you got coming in. I guess you would put on a, a good face. But anybody's replaceable. Anybody's replaceable. And I don't care how good you are, how good you are at your job, how good you are at anything, how 
much you know, you're still replaceable. Because think about this. And the boss, BJ, and myself, we always had this conversation. And we always say that you can be the best at your job. You can die today. They'll have your job in the paper tomorrow. But you were the greatest thing that ever happened. They can still replace you. This is a, a, a prime example with Anthony Miller. They can replace you no matter how good you are. And I'm going to pull up his stats for last season. But they they can replace you, forget you ever existed. It's that easy. And uh, let me see. Last year, 49 receptions, 485 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, he came out of University of Memphis. Let me see. Let me five eleven, speedy wide receiver. Let's see. And of course, he had to be born October ninth. He was born on my thirteenth birthday. And this is how you act. Come on, man. You are making us October babies look bad. Uh, he went to the University of Memphis. Uh, drafted in the second round, fifty first overall, twenty eighteen draft. Um, I mean, not really a stellar career. Uh, two playoff games, five receptions, fifty-six yards. I mean, he he's not a a a, a bond burner. He's not a, a a a alpha dog. So, but and you sitting here and you're you're, you're bsing with an opportunity of a lifetime. I can name twenty people, probably even more if I really sit down and think about it. Off the top of my head, I can name twenty people that would love to be in your situation right now playing a game that they love and getting paid to do it. You got to take these opportunities and you got to run with them. And I would tell anybody that doesn't matter what walk you're in in life. If you have the opportunity to do something you love and get paid for it, do it, do it to the fullest, but don't go in there immature. And I mean, we all were immature. Everybody wasn't mature all the time, but this is one of them times with dog, you got to, you got to go in there and get the work done. You got to want it because somebody told you you can't have your second round pick and you probably feel that you should have been a first round pick. Then play like you should have been a first round pick. You know how many undrafted and late round picks play way above their potential and surprise the hell out of everybody. That's the guy that you have to be. But I'm going to go ahead and move on from that because I am not here to preach. So final topic of the night, Jawan James. Didn't cover this uh, last week. So he got hurt uh, away from the facility. And now teams don't have to play, pay players when they get hurt away from the facility in the NFL. I think that's a dumb rule. Because if I'm working out now, granted, if it's in my contract and I have to, I'm playing uh, in the NFL, it don't matter what position, just somewhere in the NFL. And I decide to go out on a motorcycle. And I hurt myself on a motorcycle. Yeah, avoid my contract. I'm good with that because I took a known risk. Now, if I'm working out and I'm trying to get myself in shape for camp, for OTAs, rookie mini camps, all that, I'm trying to get myself in shape and I hurt myself, freak accident, what have you. I don't feel that I shouldn't get paid. I understand it's an investment for the team. I may not get paid full salary, but damn it, you got to give me something. And they talking about voiding this man contract. He just signed a, a $51 million deal. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. And they uh, signed a new 
tackle to replace him. Uh, he he tore his Achilles tendon at an off-site workout. The Broncos have the contractual right under the collective bargain agreement to not pay James his eight-figure salary in 2021. But the, the Broncos aren't required to stiff James. The league office, which seized on the incident in an effort to persuade all players to return for voluntary workouts. And we're talking voluntary workouts, voluntary workouts. It's volunteer. And guys are getting punished for not going. It's volunteer. Uh, will surely want the Broncos to extend James no courtesies for following the union's recommendations to stay away. The union will try to get players to pressure the Broncos to, to take care of James. Uh, the Broncos ultimately will have to make the best decision for the organization. The major question is this. One, will they pay all a part of his $9.85 million fully guaranteed salary for 2021? Uh, will they seek recovery of his $3 million signing bonus applicable to 2021? Will they seek reimbursement of his opt-out salary advance from 2020? And four, Will the team pay for his surgery and rehab? And five, will the team void all current and future guarantees and cut him? Now, he, I, I don't know what Denver has done because I haven't heard about what Denver is going to do. But if you make it so this man has to pay for his surgery out of pocket and you don't even cover his medical bills, that's some dirty shit. And I, I, I'm just saying, that's just dirty as fuck. I don't, I don't agree with it. Uh, I, I, I don't, this is just, this is, this is not where it's at. This is not where it's at to, to guess he got hurt away from the, from the facility, but damn it. You cannot fucking, you can't not pay his dang on medical bills for this. Come on now. That's like, that's just dirty, but, uh, we got to keep a close eye on that. And, We'll figure out what's going to happen, but I would love to have Delonte on the head about this. Like, dog, what do you think they should do? I mean, I'm just saying. And as you can see, rolling at the bottom of the screen for those of you watching live, but if you're not watching live and you listen to this on the playback here on Anchor FM, it says, wrap that shit up, B. So, with that being said, thank you for joining me for the Tuesday night throat. I'm sorry, it's Thursday. Thank you for joining me for the Thursday night flight. Don't forget, this weekend we have the Saturday night WrestleManiacs coming up. It'll be live right here on Facebook Saturday night with the People's Choice Don Rodriguez and me, the big guy KG. Uh, the Nubian Sumo James will be on special assignment Saturday night, just like uh, the boss BJ, the man of the hour with Delonte. Ooh, excuse me. The man that's cool as ice twice as nice and ain't never had a damn bad day in his damn life, Junie. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Big Jim, all on special assignment tonight. Also, the Midnight Rider, Ben, on special assignment tonight. So, with that being said, everybody, I hope you enjoyed. Um, please check us out on Twitter and Instagram, Sideline Junkies. Facebook, Sideline Junkies. Uh, fa uh, I'm sorry, Facebook, Sideline Junkies, colon podcast. 
and Sideline Junkies 24-7 group. Um, Instagram and Twitter, Sideline Junkies. Uh, hey, email us, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, uh, show ideas, something you want to come on and talk about, you want to hear our opinion about, you want to join us, damn it, we open to all of it. So, you know, that, that would be great. I would love to hear from anybody who listens to the show and just come in and just kick back and, you know, we shoot the shit for 30, 40 minutes and, you know, just talk about whatever you want to talk about. So until then, until Saturday night, that's the next time you'll see this pretty face and you'll hear this melodious voice. So without further ado, I don't do no overtime. Thank you for joining me. Out of here.